The following is a King's Chapel, Alaska presentation with Pastor Daniel Bracken. Our passions making disciples of Jesus Christ who fulfill God's call and help us be the personal, powerful, permeating church God's called us to be. For more information, visit kcalaska.com or find us on Facebook. Here's Pastor Daniel. You may be seated. And uh, I don't really know where we're going uh, tonight. I got a little little bit of a framework uh, by the word of the Lord. Children, we love you. You're the future history of our nation. We release you to go get discipled. Amen. Praise God. Appreciate our children's ministry. Ah. Uh, That was a great teaching, Undivided Heart, Psalm 8411, for those of you who want to look that up. Um, The Lord spoke to me today, throughout the day, pointedly about tonight. Very simple sentence saying this. Those who have a control spirit will never experience my kingdom in fullness. So let me say that again. Those who have a control spirit will never experience my kingdom in fullness. So I felt like the Lord told me that today. You know, um, control is um, will really hold you back from from what the Lord has. Now, I mean, we need to be self-controlled, but many people try to control everything. I think my wife calls that a control freak. Does anybody here know or been around somebody who's a control freak? It's so important for us to contend for fullness, the fullness of the power of the Holy Ghost. Let me, let me read to you a text, and I think we'll take the main text tonight. I tried to do that. Um, I don't, you don't have notes tonight, so I'm unencumbered and can go any which way. And even if you did have notes, I'll feel free to do that anyway. But, but uh, no notes tonight. Jude chapter 3. Uh, pardon me, Jude 3. There's only one chapter. How many of you know that? It's like, turn to the book of 2 Hezekiah. There is no 2 Hezekiah. Okay, Jude, Jude 3. Beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith, which is once and for all delivered to the saints. To contend for something means to fight for, to... to uh, Strive for something against the difficulties or against that which would hinder it. There is tremendous assignment from the enemy to hinder the move of the Spirit of God. And specifically for tonight, to hinder a move of the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. If you were here last night, uh, last Wednesday, pardon me, if you were here last Wednesday, 
we had Pastor Michael Gannon had this one person say something very funny to me. They said, uh, man, that guy is weird. And I really got touched by God. I mean, he, he teeters on one leg. He's got the engine that never starts. <laughs> His laugh, you know. And we had miracles. So those people were healed. Youth were healed. People got touched. And, uh, and that's something that happens here on a regular basis. And I don't think you have to teeter on one leg and sound like a motor that's not going to start. But, it, but, if he, but, but the truth is, if he's wired you up like that and you're free to do it, you know, if that's how, it, if that's how the Spirit of God flows through you and you end up looking like that, well, I, you know, that's okay. I'm okay with that. Amen. You know, you're, you, you might not get invited to some churches. <laughs> but we're, we're, not, we're not here for, you know, to try to... Trying to get some accolades or a pat on the back. We're, we're here for a move of the Spirit of God. And, and you know, the Holy Spirit, He doesn't always do things the way that you and I would. If you're not open to a move of the Spirit, to fit the way that you think it should fit, you might miss the next move of the Spirit of God. I remember in the 90s when the joy of the Lord hit the church and there were so many people that were upset about people laughing I I just couldn't figure out what are you so upset about people laughing for and you say well I think some of that was the flesh no doubt no doubt about it and uh, much of it was the Holy Spirit and it's, uh, it's quite a thing to, um, to contend for the power of God in the midst of our crooked and depraved generation. What do we need to contend for? Let me tell you, just let me give you three things you got to fight for. And I'm going to talk about one specifically, and then I'll take a main text from Matthew 21. There's three things that we need to contend, we need to strive for. The first thing is for New Testament doctrine. You have to know what the Word of God says. And I have found such flaky interpretation. I mean, in Maui, uh, we're going to stay at Dr. Morocco's house. When I stay over there the weekend, I go and I usually stay at his home. And you have to drive through this eucalyptus forest. The eucalyptus forest is rainbow eucalyptus trees. And they're huge. I'm talking huge. Even, they're not redwood size, but they remind you of that. That's how big they are. I mean, they're, they're, they're giant. They're bigger than any tree around here by far. The circumference of them, you know, it's just, they're massive. But the unique thing about those trees is that their root systems and the way that they are, they're rather shallow given the size that they are. So there is occasion when a windstorm comes through or maybe they get hit by a hurricane or something. These trees fall. And when they fall, when one falls, they hit another. And when that one gets hit, it goes. And they're very, very dangerous. And they're, like I said, they're gigantic. If you don't have a root system in the Word of God, if you don't have a root system, 
If you don't understand doctrine, you don't understand why the word of God is the word of God. You don't under, if you don't understand, you're just here for a couple goosebumps. There will come, and I thank God for the goosebumps. Amen, chicken skin. I thank God for the wind of the spirit. I thank God for the... <laughs> I thank God for the joy. I thank God for all of that. Come on, Jesus. Need another dose of the Holy Ghost. Jesus, hit me. I'm thankful for the Spirit. I'm not afraid of that. But I've found that if you don't, if you're not grounded in the Word, you're going to blow up. I've said it so many times before, and I've just witnessed some blowing up. So what do we need to contend for? We need to contend for the Word of God, for, for doctrine, right doctrine, right? The whole sloppy, gangrene grace message that's out there. Neo-Calvinists call them. So what do we need to contend for? We need to contend for, contend for New Testament doctrine. Can I get an amen? amen. All right. We need to contend for a New Testament lifestyle. What do you mean by that? I'm talking living right, living holy, living pure, a lifestyle that prays, a lifestyle of fasting, a lifestyle of giving, a lifestyle of of discipline in God. Okay. Are you guys all right? You need to contend for New Testament doctrine. You need to contend for the New Testament lifestyle. That which is even like under the Sermon on the Mount. Most people don't even know the Sermon on the Mount. I I probably need to do a series on it. That's the bylaws of the kingdom of God. The Sermon on the Mount. How many of you know what the Sermon? Don't raise your hand. I'm going to get discouraged. Jesus, help me. Yeah, you got to know what this. Matthew 5, 6, and 7. You ought to read it. You ought to know it. It's totally contrary to the, the, the way that people live, even in church. So what do we need to contend for? We need to contend, earnestly contend for New Testament doctrine. We need to earnestly contend for New Testament lifestyle. But the third thing, and I kind of want to talk about that a little bit, is contending for New Testament power. You have, to, you have to position yourself and contend for it. When you read things in the book of Acts, let it come off the page and challenge you to say, if God healed, then he can heal now. And when you come in contact with somebody who's addicted, you come in contact with somebody who's afflicted, you come in contact with somebody who's so depressed they can't get out of bed at night, begin to contend that God would release the power of the Holy Spirit, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead through you. Now, here's the point for tonight. If you have a spirit of control, a control spirit, you will never jump out into the unknown because it just won't fit your box. And, and, and it's like every cell within you will just, you just clench your teeth, hunker down, and if it doesn't fit inside the four walls of your understanding, you will never step out into the supernatural. Ever. Matthew 21. I just want everything. Anybody else want everything that God has? Matthew 21. All right, before we read... A picture of the Holy Spirit is a dove. How many of you are aware of that? All right. And, and that comes all the way from 
when a, a dove came with an olive branch back to Noah's boat to show that there was land. And you, you can look at the, uh, you can do a study, a word study on, on doves throughout scripture. You'll see that when Jesus was baptized, that the Holy Spirit came like a dove, right? The, the dove's a, a picture of the, of the Holy Spirit. Middle Eastern doves are different than other doves around the world. Middle Eastern doves are, uh, they're very different. They have nine main wing feathers. And I've taught on this before. It's just interesting. I'm not saying it's doctrine. I'm saying it's, wow. Since I don't believe in coincidences, I think probably the Lord did that on purpose. The wings of a dove, there's nine main wings, nine main feathers of the wing, each wing. So there's nine main feathers on each side. All of them point to the head. So the wings kind of arc to the head. And I believe that represents the nine main gifts of the spirit. It's tail feathers. There's five main tail feathers representing the fivefold that you'll see in scripture. Amen. And the Holy Spirit is, is similar to uh, the dove in that a Middle Eastern dove, if you feed a dove and you scare it off, it'll come back. You scare it off a second time, it'll come back a third time. But if you scare it off a third time, he's not coming back. The dove's not coming back. And it's a picture of quenching the spirit, a picture of, of hindering the spirit of God. That The Holy Spirit in scripture has used a dove to, as one of the types. Oil is another type. It's not the only type, the dove. Okay, so I want you to remember that before we read the text. You look through the Old Testament, but also into the New, there, the seat of authority. Anybody ever heard of the seat of authority? Seats of the seat of authority. So, um, In this text, we find a phenomenal thing that happens as Jesus comes in and he cleanses the temple. Are you all there? Matthew chapter what? Good. Chapter 21, I want you to go down to verse 12, please. Given the understanding of the dove. Given the understanding of the seat of authority, seats of authority. Are you all there? You ready? On your marks? Not that it's a race or anything. Get set. Here we go. Then Jesus went into the temple of God and drove out all those who bought and sold in the temple and overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold doves. Today, the Lord spoke to me and said, anybody who has a control spirit will not experience the fullness of my kingdom. And then I got this scripture. And I thought, whoo. Overturned the tables of money changers and the seats of those who sold the doves. This is talked about in different places. It says the zeal of the house of the Lord consumed him. And then he goes on to say that my house will be a house of prayer. Another version of this story. God, I believe in this hour, is going to overthrow some things. 
I'm just declaring what I, what I believe the Lord's speaking to me and what he's, what he's saying even to the church, that there's an overthrowing of control. I, I, I just got to get away from my notes a little bit if I can to, to, come on, it's Holy Ghost night. You're going to have Holy Ghost night. You better just let them have it, right? I'm going to hard, you know, can you imagine coming to your birthday party, but they sing to somebody else? Come to Edna's birthday party. And they sing, happy birthday to Joe. Happy birthday. Yeah, but there's a lot of churches that are like that. I don't want to be like that. And we certainly have, I'm sure. And for that, we repent. Increasingly, I have found this. We happen to be a church with a unique, there's a unique thing that's taking place among us, and you might not be aware of it, but I am. We have an unusual amount of pastors that come through here that pastored in other places but got hurt or wounded, and an unusual amount of leaders, strong leaders, that are anointed by God, but they were in a place where they were shut down by the one who was in the seat of authority. Do you, are you following me? In other words, I, I'm, I was meeting with somebody um, not long ago, and there's a tremendous anointing and he, on the person. And they're saying, I really, I, I, can't find a, I can't find a church because with tears. He said, every time I go there, it's usually a pastor or somebody that just tries to clamp me down. And, you know, in talking with them, could be some issues there with authority maybe but over and over over the years that I've been here in Wasilla which is you know it's not just two it's eight that's a little while you know it's not 20 but it's a little while I have seen over and over and over people who have the dove. They've got the power of God resting on them. And God wants to raise them up to do something profound in the community. But they have somebody that's caged them up because they're terrified of, they're, they're, they're intimidated by maybe the way that God would use them that, that might be stronger than them. And you will never see revival if you have that heart. Let me just give you an example. Anybody ever been ripped off? It's like when you go to the airport. Huh? Yeah, you don't know. Anybody go to the airport and it's like, I've got, I get nailed by this on a regular basis because it's probably my poor planning. God help me. But I'm, I know that I'm on one of my trips. I, I, I have a thing. I always bring my kids and my wife back something. I'm going to bring something. If it's a marble, whatever, I'm, you know, something, I've got to bring. Come on, all you men say amen. Yeah. The ladies say, yay. Yeah, right. So every time I take a trip, forever, as long as I've taken trips, I bring back something. And sometimes I forget. I'm learning now that when I first get to a nation or first get to a place, quick, get the gift. Quick, get the gift. Quick, hustle up, get the gift, and then I'm ready. So that because I go into a conference or something, so and then I'm getting on an airplane, and then I end up getting ripped off at the airport. Because a t-shirt that normally uh, at some store is going to be 12 or $14, or maybe it's a really nice one, and it's going to be 20 or something. 
but at the airport, it's 35. <laughs> at the airport, I can get a caramel macchiato, you know, from Starbucks here, but I go to the airport and it's just that much more money. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? So when Jesus comes into the temple, he's overthrowing the money changing table. You know, somebody said, God's always a gentleman. <laughs> he, it says in one, uh, I think it's in Mark, he made a whip. Has anybody made a whip? I made a whip when I was a kid. I got, I got some leather strands and I learned how to braid and I braided that thing and I got to the end and I snipped the end, you know, and I put some glue and I dipped it in glass or sand and stuff and then I tied that onto a stick. And then I started whipping stuff. Come on, how many of you had, how many of you got boys? Come on, the fellas are like, that's cool. I'm like, yeah. I made bombs too. That's not so cool nowadays. I almost killed myself. <laughs> you know how long it took me to make that whip? It took me at least a couple of hours. I mean, I really worked on it and it was cool. I did it with my friend. Jesus made a whip. He made like a cat of nine tails. Premeditated. He thought about it. I'm making a whip. And I'm going to go whoop those bunch of rip-off artists. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Don't, don't mess with God. Don't mess with God's money. Don't mess with God's money. And so he premeditates. He makes a whip. I have a message I preached on it called Jesus made a whip. Because we like to think of oh, Jesus. He speaks in Elizabethan English and he just sort of walks with his hands folded. Dear Heavenly Father. You know, it's, that's not the Jesus I see in there. Now, it says that he has no comeliness that we should, that we should be attracted to him. It means he wasn't a real handsome guy. He wasn't like, you know, tall, dark, and handsome, you know. He was probably dark from the sun. He was a carpenter. I think he had, I think he had some base. You know, anybody, you ever, you ever shake hands with a carpenter? The dude's got some grips, you know. Sink a, sink a nail with one, one shot with a hammer. They use nail guns now, isn't that right? <laughs> the point is, when he made a whip and he started using it, I think it was rather impressive. As he's flipping tables. And so he comes in because he's going to cleanse the temple. And, and they're ripping God's people off. And so he, he overturns the money changer tables. And I believe that the Lord is doing that by his spirit right now all over the place. In churches, judgment comes to the house of the Lord first. I believe that God is going to deal with us. Amen. He's been dealing with me during the fast. Anybody else? <laughs> Don't lie. Liars go to hell. Have you been getting dealt with? All right. It's good. I'm glad. You know, if you don't get pruned, then you're not going to grow. Right. And then he removes the seats of those who sold the dove. Now, there's a number of different ways that you can interpret scripture. And I don't want to get into all that, but I felt it to be a prophetic word of what God was going to do. That he was going to remove actually those who have a spirit of control over the Holy Spirit and release and then there's going to be a release of miracles are you are you saying that you've got a spirit of control let me say this if i have one oh jesus rip it out that's a good prayer i i don't i don't think i do i'm tested on a regular basis you know we all like making decisions that sort of make us feel comfortable and 
But if you're going to have a real move of the Spirit of God, <laughs> it might not come like you think. <laughs> well, well, watch this. Seat those in authority who sold the dove. And I, it's a grievous thing, but there are people that actually are in ministry to make money. They're charlatans. And, and many even on TV like that. Which ones are they? I don't know. I'll just leave that to Jesus. I, it grieves me to, to, to see that, that that's true. But there's a man's fallen. Verse 13 He said that him, it is written, my house will be called a house of prayer, but you've made it a den of thieves. Then, everybody say then. Watch this. Look at your Bibles with me or up on the screen. Then the blind and the lame came to him in the temple and he healed them. The temple was impressive. To understand the amount of doves that were probably released. Has anybody seen a whole lot of birds flying? He released a whole bunch of birds that flew around the temple. In fact, they said the temple was so beautiful, it was white. It looked like it was covered with snow at a distance. And then you would see all these doves. What are you saying? I'm telling you when the Holy Spirit is allowed to be Lord in your life, you will see this. You will see the blind. You will see the lame. You will see the miraculous of God put on display everywhere you go. Oh, but if you're in control, if you're going to sit on the seat and control the dove... You are not going to see the then. Come. You come and play. Minister Micah. We have to contend for allowing him to have control. Now I'm going to tell you, I've done some long fasts we're in the midst of one. Mine's getting extended. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm, I'm, I am genuinely excited about it. And probably seven years ago, the Lord called me to a fast here. And it was, it was very, um, it was extreme for me. I'll never forget getting to the end of that fast and realizing how incredibly strong my flesh was. I mean, your flesh, our flesh, do you know what I mean by flesh? I mean, your fallen human nature, your, your desire for food, drink, air, just basic things like that. It's so strong. And I'm convinced that in my life, my flesh has kept me back from all that God wants to do. And I, I'm purposing in my heart 
over any money changing tables to flip over or remove the seed of the dove to say God if I got any spirit of control in me I certainly don't want it and I pray God that you would make us a place where you would be where is the house that you will build for me a place of rest but you can't rest where there's flesh there's even as the temple stones were made without a sound without hammer to there's no sound heard of banging at the building of Solomon's temple not one it's a picture of no flesh and no striving they made the stones and they brought them in and they fit them together I'm telling you the house that God wants to build is a house that's not filled with control it's not somebody trying to force something to happen it's not it's a house that allows him to come and be Lord he's God all by himself just want to be a house like that I want to be a place where he can come and rest come on just invite the Holy Spirit right now did you change my mic did you change it okay hallelujah Holy Ghost come we want you need you Holy Ghost come today come on lift your voice and call on his name Holy Ghost come Holy Ghost come we want you we want you we need you Holy Ghost come today here and 
you, you, you were wounded. Some things happened and you said, that will never happen to me. That will never happen to me again. But in making that vow and making that declaration over abuse of authority or maybe misunderstanding and things that happen, you've shut down even the gifts of the Spirit that used to flow through you. You, you, you just wonder, you, you know, I mean, you love God. It's not like you don't love the Lord. But there's, it's almost like there's been a, a, a cutting off of the dove to a certain degree. It's like, it's like his wings were clipped. Now I've got chickens. They're not doves. They're chickens. If you clip their wings, they can not fly. And when you go through things with abuse of authority, perhaps, and, and sometimes things are set up in such a way that we don't really see it the way that God's intended it because of places on the inside of us where our perspective is skewed. And we get a distorted perspective of what's actually happening. And instead of moving through to a place of living above offense, we get all offended and wounded and maybe it taps a place that our dad hurt us or a mom hurt us and and as a result we you know we just shrink back from from that and say no 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 i'm i'm never going to do that again well that's control you're you're trying to control what god wants to do you don't want to get hurt again that's true nobody wants to get hurt but in doing that you could end up clipping the wings of the dove Spirit, won't you come? If that word was for you, I want you to step out and come to the front. I'm going to pray for you. Just just say you want a greater freedom in the Holy Ghost and you realize maybe you've been holding things back for fear of some reason. Holy Ghost, come, Holy Ghost, come, Holy 
come Holy Ghost come Holy Ghost come Holy Ghost come We want you we need you Lord Holy Ghost come 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 We want you we need you Lord Holy Ghost come Holy Ghost come Come, Holy Ghost, come, Holy Ghost, come, Holy Ghost, come. Become Holy Spirit. We want more of you. Become Holy Spirit.
come, Holy Ghost come, Holy Ghost come, Holy Ghost come, Holy Ghost come, I want you, we need you, Lord, Holy Ghost come, 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 we want you. dissatisfaction oh we're so thankful for healing so thankful for what you've done for making a way out of no way for bringing streams in the desert Lord for taking away our sin as far as the east is from the west for the outpouring of your spirit and the freedom that we do experience but Lord the word of God says that no man is reached up to receive all that you have to offer and Lord we know that there are fresh release of power God available for us out of intimacy comes fruitfulness, power and demonstration. So Lord, instead of having you come with a whip, instead of having you come and overthrow the tables and remove the seats in our lives, we make a choice to remove them ourselves. And forgive us for where we've been controlling, where we've been selfish, where we've been led by the flesh and not by the spirit forgive us for where we've at times where we clipped the, your wings oh we want to abide in the shelter of the most high to inquire in your temple god one thing we desire that what we seek after to behold the beauty of the lord God, power not just to release upon the sick and the hurting. Oh, listen to this prayer. Power not just to release healing on the sick and the hurting and the broken. Power on the inside to enlarge our capacity to be more Christ-like. Power to love you more. With all our heart, our mind, our soul, and our strength, we'd not be moved by money, by fame, by fortune, by a spirit of mammon. Worldly success or ambition 
we would be moved by you. Holy Spirit, thank you for what you're doing. Minister Micah, lead us in prayer one more time and we'll close tonight. More of you and less of me. More of you and less of me. More of you and less of me, God. Oh, God, more, more of you and less of me. Of me, more of you, and less of me, God. More, 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 more of you, and less of me. More of you, and less of me. More of you, and less of me, God. The Lord would say, Bring to remembrance, my daughter, bring to remembrance the prophetic words spoken over you that which has marked your life. Bring to remembrance the things and that which I've created you for. You were made for holy fire. You were made to bring my kingdom. And the Lord says, I'm releasing unto you fresh dreams. I'm releasing unto you fresh vision. You've been, you've been plodding along like a good soldier. You've been, you've been on your row, nailing it, sowing the seeds, plowing the fallow ground. But I see the Lord would say unto you, my daughter, lift your eyes. Lift your eyes. I'm going to give fresh vision, fresh insight, fresh wisdom to you and to your husband your precious chosen special holy royalty my work for you is far from done I am coming upon you even now new strength and new fire and new passion oh my anything's possible with God anything's possible come on if you're head of the freedom to sing in the spirit, just go ahead and do it right now. Come on, talk to it. Get up, my brama, 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 my
starts to vanish every hopeless situation ceases to exist and when you walk into the room the dead begin to rise cause there's resurrection life in all you do Our hearts are yours, we want you, we want you, come and consume God, all we are, we give you permission, our hearts are yours, we want you, we want you, come and consume God, all we are. We give you permission, our hearts are yours, we want you, we want you, come and consume, come and consume God, all we are, we give you permission, our hearts are yours, we want you, we want you. We come and consume God, all we are. We give you permission, our hearts are yours. We want you, we want you. Come and consume, come and consume God, all we are. We give you permission, our hearts are yours. We want you, we want you. say that the sorrow and the sighing will pass of the sound of the turtle dove is heard in the land and lo winter is over and I see even a picture and hear the scripture who is this coming out of the wilderness leaning on her beloved and as I said to you but I felt led to say it corporately and have it recorded so you can go back and listen to it if you so desire at this time of grieving and this time of pain is going to subside it'll it'll pass and you're going to enter into the most fruitful time of ministry that you have ever experienced in all your life. And you've been serving God. You've been serving God a while. I mean, you've known him since you were a little girl, I think. And I would remind you what the Lord says about you, that you are precious. 
you are dearly beloved that he's kept you he's protected you in fact there were some things that were headed your way and uh and the lord took those fiery missiles of the evil one in fact you've taken so many missiles and so many arrows it's like your shield of faith is just hanging low <laughs> and you knew that you were in danger and you said I, I, I can't do it anymore and so tonight I pray over you a prayer the choir is coming I pray over you a prayer of healing a prayer of peace and I affirm you I affirm you tonight in the Lord you are precious and beautiful in his sight and your giftings and the anointing that's even upon you is wanted and needed we need you here you are needed here there's a whole lot of work to do hallelujah but it's going to be the yoke of the lord his the bible says that my yoke is easy and my burden is light the yoke of the flesh the yoke of the world the yoke of taskmasters is not easy and it's not light but the yoke of the lord it's easy and light and filled with joy and you're going to find yourself right smack in the middle of the vineyard in revival <laughs> flowing in gifts that you didn't even know are in there i see i see talents i see seeds that were sown you are going to enter into the most fruitful time of your life touch right now and song one more time come <laughs> hey come and consume god all we are we give you permission we give you permission. our hearts are yours we want you we want you we want you we come and consume god all we are we give you permission our hearts are yours we want you Come on, make it your prayer. We want you. Make it your prayer, come. Come, God. Come and consume, God. Oh, we are. We give you permission. Our hearts are yours. We want you. We want you. Come and consume, God. Oh, we are. We give you permission. Our hearts are yours. We want you. We want you. Hallelujah. We love you, Lord. I pray for a holy boldness upon each and every one of us. Would you give us divine appointments? And that we would step out of even trying to control things let you just show up Holy Spirit if you're here tonight we want to be sure that you're right with God before you leave if you're online tonight you examine your heart and find that you don't know whether you're going to heaven should you die you don't know if you're going to heaven you don't know if you're going to hell Jesus died on a cross and he rose again from the grave for you 
for me. He's a God of mercy. He's a God of justice. And he made a way. He made a way. He made a way for you and I to be forgiven. The Bible says without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. He shed his own blood, sinless blood for you, for me. Still flows from the cross tonight for those of you that need to repent and receive his free gift of salvation. If that's you, you want to give your heart to Jesus for the first time or make a recommitment to him, would you just pray this right out loud with me? Say, dear Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for rising again from the grave for me. Forgive me of all of my sin and be my Lord, be my Savior. Wash me and cleanse me and make me new. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for hearing my prayer. Amen. Lift your hands as a sign of surrender all across this place. Holy Spirit, touch. Break every bondage. Break every curse. Fill each and every one of us, God, that we be like the wise virgins, Lord, with our lamps filled and our wicks trimmed as we await your return. We shine, burning, shining lamps for you. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, would you take someone by the hand? Pastor Alex, would you come and close us tonight? Take someone by the hand, won't you? What's up, y'all? You guys have a good service? All right. Come on, pray for your neighbor tonight. Father, we thank you for all that you've done through this whole building. Thank you for the deliverance, people being set free. Thank you for salvation. God, I thank you, Lord, that you are moving us forward, Lord, in this community. Lord, that you're going to see your kingdom built. Use us, God. We want to be used by you. Help us to be obedient, Lord, this week. When you speak to us, when you ask us to do something, may we obey with faith. I pray, Lord, that you'd bless each person that's here as they go. Bless them and their families in the name of Jesus. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. God bless you guys. Have a great week. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Thanks for listening to King's Chapel, Alaska and Pastor Daniel Bracken. Our passion is making disciples of Jesus Christ who fulfill God's life call and help us to be the personal, powerful, and permeating church God's called us to be. Get in touch with us anytime at 907-357-2065, 907-357-2065, or online at kcalaska.com, kcalaska.com. Friend us on Facebook and follow Pastor Daniel's tweets at Alaska Revival.